Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Longfellow's The Rope Walk. The Rope Walk combines a number of Longfellowian elements. First is his interest in craft. A rope walk is a factory for the manufacture of rope, combining skill, labor, and hand-powered machinery. Second is Longfellow's tendency to reverie. In The Rope Walk, he visits a rope walk and lets his mind drift as he watches the work. He brings to his mind different people using rope in different ways, reflecting his interest in all facets of society, both happy and sad. He imagines girls playing on a swing, then an older girl, a young woman, aloft on a pole in a town square, not playing but working, drawing customers to the mountebanks, snake oil salesmen, below. He imagines a farm wife raising the bucket of a well and an old bell ringer in a bell tower. Less happily, he imagines the rope of the hangman's noose and utters a prayer for the end of capital punishment. He returns to childhood to a schoolboy and his kite. He imagines the lassoing of horses, the snaring of birds, and the catching of fish, these last with string much lighter than a bell ringer's rope, but nevertheless made by the same method in the same rope walks. Finally, he turns to the ropes at the center of the rope trade of his day, the ropes for the anchors and riggings of ships, Rigging so complicated on larger ships that new men just come aboard must be shown the ropes. Before Longfellow launches into his reverie, he begins with the rope walk itself, with its wheels for twisting fiber into yarn and yarn into rope. A commercial rope walk could be hundreds of yards long, as it must be as long as the ropes it produces. To begin the process, the workers, called spinners, wrap huge bundles of hemp fiber about their waists, pull a few, and attach them to a hook to get the strand started, and then walk backward from the turning hook, feeding the lengthening strands from the bundles around their waist until they reach the other end of the walk, where they affix the strand to another hook, and then replenish their bundles and return to the starting place to repeat the process again and again until eventually the turning hooks twist the strands together to make the rope. The spinners look to Longfellow like human spiders emitting their thread from their abdomens, an image that, quite frankly, gives me the creeps, but not Longfellow apparently, and I hope not you. Let's listen. The Rope Walk by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow In that building, long and low, with its windows all a-row like the portholes of a hulk, human spiders spin and spin, backward down their threads so thin dropping, each a hempen bulk. At the end, an open door, squares of sunshine on the floor light the long and dusky lane, and the whirring of a wheel, dull and drowsy, makes me feel all its spokes are in my brain. 
As the spinners to the end downward go and reascend, gleam the long threads in the sun, while within this brain of mine cobwebs brighter and more fine by the busy wheel are spun. Two fair maidens in a swing, like white doves upon the wing, first before my vision pass, laughing as their gentle hands closely clasp the twisted strands at their shadow on the grass. Then a booth of mountebanks with its smell of tan and planks, and a girl poised high in air on a cord in spangled dress with a faded loveliness and a weary look of care. Then a homestead among farms, and a woman with bare arms drawing water from a well, as the bucket mounts apace, with it mounts her own fair face, as at some magician's spell. Then an old man in a tower, ringing loud the noontide hour, while the rope coils round and round like a serpent at his feet, and again in swift retreat nearly lifts him from the ground. Then within a prison yard, faces fixed and stern and hard, laughter and indecent mirth. Ah, it is the gallows tree, breath of Christian charity, blow and sweep it from the earth. Then a schoolboy with his kite gleaming in a sky of light and an eager upward look. Steeds pursued through lane and field, fowlers with their snares concealed and an angler by a brook. Ships rejoicing in the breeze, wrecks that float o'er unknown seas, anchors dragged through faithless sand. Sea fog drifting overhead, and with lessening line and lead, sailors feeling for the land. All these scenes do I behold, these and many left untold, in that building long and low, while the wheel goes round and round with a drowsy dreaming sound, and the spinners backward go. The first vignette of the two girls playing on a swing, doesn't come as a surprise, but the next, of the acrobat performing above the mountebanks, is so unexpected as to be a puzzle. But Longfellow's mind hasn't drifted so far, just from two girls on a swing to another, one for whom the childhood game has become, with being older, something no longer fun and no longer innocent as we all transform as we grow older. But then on to one who is also no longer a child, but who retains her fairness in honest occupation. Then to a change in gender as well as much older age in the town's bell ringer. Then to the prison yard, where the language and behavior are coarse and indecent, as characterized those imprisoned then, and ordinary conversation and entertainment now. Then, turning away from these things to pastimes again more innocent, before arriving at the health and tragedy and mystery of the sea, such is, or should be, the healthy mind. We shouldn't dwell only on the good, nor only on the bad, 
when we look on our society, but on the intermixture that is the truth of all societies, with appreciation for the good and prayer and determination for the alleviation of the bad, and always a consciousness of the mystery of it all. Let's listen again. The Rope Walk by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow In that building, long and low, with its windows all a-row, like the portholes of a hulk, human spiders spin and spin, backward down their threads so thin, dropping, each a hempen bulk. At the end, an open door, squares of sunshine on the floor, light the long and dusty lane, and the whirring of a wheel, dull and drowsy, makes me feel all its spokes are in my brain. As the spinners to the end downward go and reascend, gleam the long threads in the sun, while within this brain of mine cobwebs brighter and more fine by the busy wheel are spun. Two fair maidens in a swing, like white doves upon the wing, first before my vision pass, laughing as their gentle hands closely clasp the twisted strands at their shadow on the grass. Then a booth of mountebanks with its smell of tan and planks, and a girl poised high in air on a cord in spangled dress with a faded loveliness and a weary look of care. Then a homestead among farms, and a woman with bare arms drawing water from a well as the bucket mounts apace, with it mounts her own fair face as at some magician's spell. Then an old man in a tower, ringing loud the noontide hour, while the rope coils round and round like a serpent at his feet, and again in swift retreat nearly lifts him from the ground. Then within a prison yard, faces fixed and stern and hard, laughter and indecent mirth. Ah, it is the gallows tree, breath of Christian charity, blow and sweep it from the earth. Then a schoolboy with his kite gleaming in a sky of light and an eager upward look. Steeds pursued through lane and field, fowlers with their snares concealed, and an angler by a brook. Ships rejoicing in the breeze, wrecks that float o'er unknown seas, anchors dragged through faithless sand. Sea fog drifting overhead, and with lessening line and lead, sailors feeling for the land. All these scenes do I behold, these and many left untold, in that building long and low, while the wheel goes round and round, with a drowsy, dreamy sound, and the spinners backward go. Much good, yes, and also bad, the compromises we make with ourselves, the crimes of some from petty to grave, the shipwrecks with their dead. But what is the mystery? It comes in the final vignette, a ship lost in a sea fog, the sailors using a plummet line feeling for the approaching land, 
by the gradually lessening depth of the water so that they may come safely to shore. The rope in the image continues to be real rope, as it has been in the previous vignettes, but the sailors cautiously feeling their way toward land in the fog are more than only sailors. I hope you enjoyed the rope walk, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the Fireside.